0: and we're on welcome back to another podcast from nobody cares about dad this week joined by lee lee how are you doing
1: my guy yes always good mate yeah how about yourself thank you so much for having me on Uh, do
0: you know it's it's just uh, not refreshing because that that would be the wrong word but it's a change to have be speaking to somebody from the uk (laughs) i've
1: had exactly the same recently and the, the worst thing is about i literally love podcasting but I keep having to wake up at like crazy times in the middle of the night to speak to people in Australia or New York and stuff like that. So, bless you for living in Manchester, mate. Really? Yeah,
0: man. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, uh, genuinely, I, I don't think I've done a podcast in four or five months that hasn't been f- from the US. Because, uh, have,
1: have you had any weird ones? Not weird ones, but you know what I mean? Where's the- I-
0: I love them. Like I absolutely love the. I love the Americans. Like they're so animated. They tell a good story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's just yeah. We have. I we have. I've we had one guy, one Canadian guy, who's coming up. Actually, he was bonkers.
1: <laughs> I meant more. I meant more about the places. Have you had anywhere? that's us like oh. you know, just some bizarre kind of like tiny little island off somewhere or something like that. So uh,
0: I had a guy. Uh, yeah. So yes, yes, and no. I had had a guy from. Was it Oklahoma, a guy in Oklahoma, but he—he he was from such a small town that his school had twenty-nine people in it. Yo,
1: that's <laughs> awesome!
0: Like it, it was—I think the the population of the town was like five hundred or something, something crazy like that. Nice. So, but, but like you so, say, you know, you know, what, I, what I've really enjoyed. So we started the podcast end of Jan. So what I've really enjoyed about doing it is. Just getting to speak to people from different cultures, different backgrounds, all over the world, and it's been like like you said yourself, with people from Australia, people from America, Canada, people that you'd never ever speak to normally. It's no, just it's been so quite awesome. nice.
1: It really is like it's like the best way of just like getting a bit of a different perspective, talking to a bunch of different people. And uh, and then just going a little bit deep. Yeah, I love it. But yeah, awesome what? job on the podcast as well, mate. I love this. This right. setup is cool. I don't know if your, your <laughs> listeners understand what's going on, but this is very, very professional. I like it. Yeah, do you know
0: what? I appreciate that. We, uh, uh, so most people watch it, actually. So uh, most people watch on Facebook or YouTube. Uh, downloads, are, uh, we don't even really push it. And, then, and I'll be honest, I'm not very consistent with my uploads on the on the uh, the old podcast front. But uh, yeah, mostly YouTube and Facebook is where people find us normally. Nice. Um, what? Wait. I was going to ask you what? What start? What prompted your foray into the world of podcasting?
1: i oh, mate. To, to be honest, I uh, yeah. So I wrote a book, um, and I never really wanted to. I'm not. I'm not an author at all. My um, it, it, it's kind of insane that that uh, even came out as a thing. Um, but I always wanted to do uh, an audio book, uh, and then basically I saved up a bunch of money, um, and I was doing quite well. I, I ran a business, like a uh, sort of bootstrapped a business for... Ran it for about eight years, got a bunch of employees, got offices, and then COVID was just like, no, nah, son. <laughs> so, that that sort of went overnight, and all the money that I had saved up to do the audiobook like professionally, uh, I ended up spending on payroll because I didn't want to put anyone on furlough, um, sure. which is kind of ethically like a really nice thing to do, but also terrible for for my Business, you know for yeah. my personal finances. Um, so yeah, so so instead, I, I wanted to make sure I had a bunch of people asking about um about it coming out as a thing. Uh, so I was like, do you know what? I can't afford to do it properly at the moment. So I'll do a podcast, and then at least I can do. So the, the, the podcast I'm doing is like an audio, it's the the audio book, but in podcast version. And then when I finish that, then I'll start doing guest uh, podcasts, just like just like yourself. So so yeah, that's the reason, mate. How about yourself? You,
0: do you know it? It was it's such a like I, I'm like you. Like I've never been, been uh, written anything. I've never um, published anything like this before. Like the whole the whole youtube um for a phase of watching people doing these creating these channels i just used to look at that and think i can't do that there's no, there's no way i could do that um but do you know what like i start i started the i started the blog so that's what the first thing nobody cares about dad that was the the first thing and i just and i started it on so i never grew up with a dad my dad wasn't around growing up and so watch, sort of watching the dynamic of my father-in-law and my mother-in-law interact with their family was strange to watching it because I've never really seen that. I've never grown up with it, and watching did how you, that did you have
1: a father figure at all, like a no, figure. never, never, right, my mate,
0: bless you, never, never, yeah. So it was just so I sort of interacted. And it was, and I, I, I told this story quickly because I have told it a few times, but it was Christmas Day a few years back, and I was watching my mother-in-law and father-in-law open their respective christmas presents and my father-in-law got a packet of socks and a packet of licorice you know standard dad presents yeah. and uh, you know you, you had to be super excited and super happy to receive these dad presents and then i look across and watch my mother-in-law open like oh, it was hundreds of pounds worth of gifts and you know it wasn't even about the money it was just more about the 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 thought that went into dad's uh, dad's gift and I, I, I remember watching that dynamic and i was thinking, oh, nobody really cares about dad. And that's that was the the, the words that popped into my head. Not so then that, I just so I just started not, writing not, about... You know what I mean. That's an awesome... Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so I, just, I just started writing about that. And then I started thinking, well, then I started thinking about looking into and reading about why men leave and why couples break up. And then like, I thought to myself, you know, is it, Could it be as simple as that in some cases, and obviously not all, because there's a multitude of reasons why relationships break up, but could it be as simple in a lot of cases that they just, dads just think nobody cares if I'm here or not. Like, you know, nobody cares, nobody cares about me. So why does it matter if I'm here or not? Is it, could it be that simple? So I just started writing about that. And obviously we were in, we were in the middle of, that was January 21. So we were in the middle of lockdowns and, I was sort of going through a little bit myself, you know, mentally with the sort of lockdowns. You know, I started a business in February 20. Go when on, then the, world, <laughs> when the world went, the world went into lockdown in March. So like that was going to be, exactly. That, yeah. Man. It's a brilliant <laughs> time to do that. And then, yeah, no, so I started, I started writing and I was trying to get one out, one, one blog a week. And I was enjoying doing that. And then somebody just said, look, why don't you start a podcast? And do you know what it was? It was when, I don't know if you remember, or well, you did this with your friends, but, during some of the lockdowns rather than going out we were having like parties on a Friday night having a few beers but with the lads on like face party or whatever social media app and I was like well let's just let's just take what we would do down the pub the conversations we would have and just have it online and that's literally how it was born
1: which is double cool because you can do it without wearing any trousers and nobody knows. Do you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's awesome, cool uh,
1: man. What an awesome story. I love that.
0: No, I appreciate that. And uh, But it's, it's it's pivoted. So it started off just one-on-one dads. Uh, it started off being just tell the parental journey, but from the side you never hear, like the dad's side. And then it sort of started, it's pivoted recently into more of a just a chat around mental health, mental wellness, self-improvement um and some of the guests we've we've started to pick up of they've been really interesting really interesting people and then you know i created the i think i created the facebook page in beginning of february and that just i think we're like four and a half thousand on that now it just went that's awesome i love that so much you're you're smashing it no i appreciate that uh yeah i say appreciate and and, and i say it's nice to have a fellow brit on
1: Got your back, sir. It's
0: all good. But, Lee, Lee, tell us about the book. So, like, how, how did that? How did that get started? Because, like you said, you've never been a writer. That's never been something that you thought you'd get into. So, how did? How did that come about?
1: Well, I suppose, yeah. No, cheers for asking, mate. Um. So, thing number one is probably I'm definitely that guy that jumps off the cliff and tries to build the aeroplane on the way down, <laughs> um, which is probably the reason I ended up doing something like there's there's a bunch of stuff I've done in my life where it doesn't. If you look at it on paper, it just really doesn't make sense. Um, but I had a really bad drug addiction. Um, and then um, I, I met my my now wife. Uh, she has a son. So I have a stepson who's an absolute legend. Like he's such a ledge. Um, and when just just before I met them, when I was trying to come come clean, basically, and get off the drugs, I was I was going to like CA meetings, AA meetings. I was doing all the stuff, like everything like that. And it just didn't work for me. And the the thing with me is like, um, and it's so different for everyone, right? It's like a completely different journey. I think, you know, without going off on a massive tangent, there's like, there's so many books where it works for one person it doesn't work for the other. Uh, Or there's podcasts that work for some people they don't work for the other. And everyone wants this like silver bullet. Like if I do X, then Y will happen. It just doesn't, for me, that doesn't exist. It means that X might happen for you, but I might need seven A squared or something like that. I don't know. But so so I, I basically tried all this stuff and then, I ended up just like I just started writing one day. I can't can't even I can't even give it much of a decent story. I just started writing and it's and I started writing these little hacks out. And my whole sort of ethos is make stuff so easy that you can't make an excuse for it. So for instance, like you know, if uh, like instead of running a marathon, really simple, obvious analogy, but instead of running a marathon, I'd be like, right, I'm gonna run like like half a k today, and then tomorrow I'll run like half a K and then like another quarter of a K. And then the next day I'll do like a whole kilometre. And then I'll yeah. do that at like 1.2, 1.4. And I'll go up like that to the point where I'm like, oh, I just did a marathon. But that little extra like 0.2 of a K, I can't excuse myself on it. Cause that, you know, that day. So I, yeah. I kind of came up with all these little, little hacks that sort of like got me, uh, got me to, yeah, basically just got me to stop taking drugs and, and not dying, which was awesome, which is really, really handy. Um, and then And then, yeah, and then I sort of like, I wrote a bunch of stuff and then a friend was around my house one day and she was like, What's this? And I was like, No, 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 what are you doing? That's my like, my little journal thing. And she was like, mate, hey, this is this is pretty shit, but it's not that shit. It's like it's okay. Hey, you can maybe do something with this, you know? <laughs> So I um so yeah, and then like just self-published and then it just kicked off. I think I think one of the ma- major reasons that it's like we are doing quite well with it and like we're helping a lot of people is just sheerly because of the time it came out. I, like, I put the book out in June last year. So everyone was like so messy with lockdown you know and freaking out no one knew what was going on and everyone's self-esteem was like hitting the floor people were having that thing where they'd been working a job that they hated for so long and they'd finally realized like "Honestly, i don't want to do this anymore i need some yeah, motivation yeah. or i need help open my mindset or something like that do you know what I mean? does that make sense
0: 100 percent. yeah i mean that's so i mean my my business is recruitment so like that's something i talk about quite a lot of it. you know the, the, the stat that you spend a third of your life in work you know and and most people spend it hating their job so why why spend a third of your life doing something you you hate
1: well it's just insane isn't it i mean the the thing is as well it's like you know i was i was a teacher for a long amount of time as well so very very quick sort of uh, you know i was um i was a traveling musician for most of my 20s um and when you do that as a job uh, you have some work, some of the time, a shed load of work, some of the time, and then no yeah. work for ages. So yeah, what you have yeah. to do is, uh, you know, you have to supplement that or complement it. So I ended up doing like, um, you know, I was uh, I was teaching, um, teaching at colleges and then I started teaching at universities and doing like keynotes and masters and stuff like that. And, um, and it was one of those things where I kind of like one, of, one of the, one of my big sort of sticking points is that I just don't understand the education system. So, you know, it's that kind of like put someone through school Monday to Friday, nine in the morning till three and get them used to that until the point that then they come out and they're like, okay, what do I do? I go to university so then I can get a job and a really good yeah. job. And they come out of that and they're like, all oh, right, Monday to Friday, nine till uh, nine till five, I'll stick an extra couple of hours on and it's that thing that like i just the animals don't give a crap what day of the week it is you know i no, i just no. i've never understood that and i think it's um i'm going off on a bit of a tangent and i but do you know what i mean it's like it's um it's it's interesting to me um where where people sort of get to and then get a realization and go hold on a sec like that's yeah. I, i've been doing this for a long time and i i don't want to do that anymore like yeah. how do I get out of this, you know?
0: So But, but you so know. many people don't have that realization. Some people or, or they have the realisation and they just don't act on it. They just sit and they they just get they go to work every day hating life, hating their job, and you know it's why like why do it? Like well, I was why? Just gonna say to you, what
1: what do you think that is? I mean, it's insane, right? Yeah,
0: fear. fear, fear of failure, I think. Can we, yeah. uh, we, me and AD Actually, AD's here, so I'll just drop him in. Um AD, this is Lee. How you doing? Hey. Um,
1: Aidy. <laughs> hey,
0: mate. Are you, how are you? I'm
2: good, thank you. I'm good. Just uh, just got my little boy down to sleep.
1: Fair play. Mate, um, that is some strong facial furniture. You look good, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Nice to meet you,
0: mate. I'm you. Aidy, you'll catch up. You'll, you'll, you'll catch up what we're talking about. But, um, yeah, Lee, I, I think it's just... Uh, fear of failure me and adi talk about this a lot and that people are just so scared to uh, you know, the fear of the unknown the fear of uh, doing something different i mean we I, i've talked about it a lot so I, I mentioned previously that i set the business up in february now I, before that you know i've been in the same industry for 10 years did, did quite well at my job but i always knew that i wanted to work for myself i had to you have to, like for me you have to work for yourself and but then you know you have people in your head saying, well, you know, it's not always greener. You know, you've got the security of a career. You do know that every business, most businesses fail in their first 12 months. So you have all that negativity being played into you from people outside of your own head. That a lot of the time people just hear that and go, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm not, I can't do it.
1: No, absolutely. And I mean, the thing is as well, it's, it's one of those, isn't it? Because it's, um, I, I, always, like, I always got told that it was super risky to do anything like that, like start your own business or anything like that. And then I watched these people. I was like, they, they seem pretty not that risky. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But like, yeah. the, the thing is, surely it's a much bigger risk to do something that you hate for your whole life to then potentially retire when you get to 60. And now probably seven. My dad's like 73 now and he's trying to retire and it's so hard for him. And yeah. you know, and you get that thing, and it's like now his body's a bit broken. He's, you know, he's 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 not going to enjoy that retirement. That's not, you know. So I I, I just think that's much more of a bigger risk. Just to, just to be like, okay, I'll do this thing that I hate for a long amount of time, and well, then I'll like be well, dead. So, <laughs>
0: well, here's the risk, right? So like, I, this happened. This happened to me. So I was cruising a job where I was earning really good money, like really good money, cruising, flying, loving job. Got a new boss. Hated him. Hated me. And almost in an instant, your job's gone. Your income's gone. So where's the risk? The risk is staying in a job, doing doing a job you hate with the risk that somebody could come in that you don't get on with for no reason other than you just don't get on, right? Because you go through life not getting on with people. That's just life, right? Or you you do your own thing. Potentially it works. Potentially it doesn't. But what's the difference with having a boss you don't like or don't hate?
1: Oh, bro, like I've had this exact same conversation so many times where it's like, you're totally right. You're so right. And like, it's that thing where, you know, all, every, all of my friends that are like super risk averse and they're just like you, like, you shouldn't be doing this. It's a bad idea. Like they've done the same things. Right. Or it's like, you shouldn't you shouldn't do a podcast, man. That would be hard. And So like, where's your podcast? Right. Yeah. So, but, but but it's that thing with it. I've, I've had it a bunch of times where, you know, they'll say that it's super risky to do this kind of stuff. And then look what's just happened over the last year. People that had a, a, a secure job that was completely secure and they're okay. And now I've furloughed on, you know, 20% less than they would have get, been getting paid or they've lost their job or the company's gone under or it's really, you know, it's intense. That is an intense place to be in. And if you can't be nimble and you can't kind of, you know, just be like, okay, cool. Now I need to recalibrate. I need to do this now instead, you know, like this was working for me. You can't rest on your laurels. That's like, you know, that's just game over straight away. That's I think I have, anyway.
2: With, with that as well pe- people tend to get too comfy you get you get stuck you know in the monotonous rut everyone says about it but like you've just said with a furlough scheme when people are off so look at the pilots that are off in the, in the aviation industry some of them have gone back but some of them haven't gone back they've right. said yeah. actually i don't need that stress and they've sort of reevaluated their life and some A lot of people have set up their own businesses, own companies or consultancy, and that they're, they're taking that risk. And it, like I jumped on just the back end of your conversation, it's if you don't take the risk, you don't know. You don't know what benefits you will get to reap. But if you oh, sit absolutely. in the and say, hey, I'm not doing it, I, I, it's too risky for me, you've got to live a bit because you can't take it with you and don't look back on it going, ah, I wish I left my job for years. 100%. You know?
1: man, yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, there's that thing as well, isn't there? Like, um, really well put, by the way. It's, there's that thing where it's sort of like, I, I just, it, I, I just find it insane. I like, you, you know, those things. You know, those like, if, if I, if I was sort of to say to you, like, think, think of a day that made you like, literally, like, gush happiness, just like super. That, that was the best day of my life. It would be something to do with something that wasn't your normal day to day, right? So why mm. don't people want more of that? I, I don't understand why you wouldn't try and put yourselves in those uh, situations in off, as often as possible. And just be like, okay, cool. This feels awkward and weird. I have this thing about fear. So like I I feel, I feel that there's like two types of fear. There's more, I think, but like my main two types of fear, there's like the fear that makes you crap your pants. Like, I don't know, you walk into a house and there's a frigging like a Jaguar and, a, and, and an alligator in your front room. That <laughs> kind you of fear, live? <laughs> you know what I mean? That kind of, yeah, come to Brighton. That kind of, That kind of fear that makes you bail like that's just normal fear but then you have the fear that's just that it's like the precursor to something awesome happening the fear where you get the butterflies in your tummy and it feels a bit awkward but like every time i get that kind of fear i just i try and it's, sometimes it's hard man but like i try and see it as a green light and just be like that's that i need to jump off that cliff now i'm not going to get hurt the most i'm going to get is i'm going to learn a lesson i'm going to fail and then i'm going to learn another lesson but that's the most
0: oh. Holiday. Lost.
1: Day, like a couple Definitely yeah. frozen in the wrong place there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think so we've,
0: we've lost your lead stuff and try
1: and keep outside.
0: I think we've lost you.
1: There he goes, back, um, I think.
0: Oh. Oh, are you back?
1: Oh, are you still there?
0: Yeah, we're
2: still here.
1: Oh, sorry, buddy. Yeah, no, it just went a little freezing. At this end, yeah, I've got full uh, signal.
0: So
1: not sure what's
0: up. Yeah, yeah. Is it is it freezing for you, Ad, or is it just me? You know?
2: I know it's it's cutting in and out. Yeah, I think he's back now.
1: Yeah, I've got I've got full signal at this end, so I don't know. Yeah, goes to the machine, maybe. But yeah, no, I don't I don't know what you boys think about that kind of you know. Um,
0: Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah, Lee. The last, the last sort of thirty seconds of what you said, we didn't get.
1: Awesome. That I mean, that might have been a good thing. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) That might have been a definite good thing. Are we all back in the room? I can't tell.
0: Yeah, I think we're good good again. Lee. Just, just.
1: Yeah.
0: Lee, just wanted to explore something with you, actually, because obviously oh, you mentioned bad.
1: Oh.
2: There you go, I think it's good
0: We're good?
1: Right, cool, I think we're good Yeah, that's all caught up
0: Yeah, <laughs> hey, <hey-o>. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah look Lee, just wanted to explore something with you, because I know you've you mentioned about um, the drug addiction um, Do you mind talking about that? Is that are you alright with that?
1: I mean, you can, you, honestly, you can ask me whatever
0: yeah. you want. Yeah, yeah. I'm so so curious just to talk about that because so. we have, we, you know, we have quite a lot of guys that come on here and they've been through similar things or still going through, still going through it and trying to trying to learn and trying to find ways of coping and dealing with. So, uh, when did that start and when did you realise something had to be had to be done?
1: Yeah, for sure, man. Cheers for asking. Um, so I suppose a, pre- a precursor to that is the fact that the the particular drug that I got addicted to. I absolutely hate, I've always hated, I disagree with the trade. Uh, I think I think it's I think it's probably the dumbest drug that you can do potentially, um, as far as like, you know, I, I don't like what it does to you, I don't like how it makes you feel, I don't like any of it, I genuinely had an addiction. I mean, I I, I smoked a bit of pop when I was a kid, you know, every now and again I'll partake, uh, I still have a few beers every now and again, you know, um, stuff like that, I think everything in moderation, but that particular thing, uh, in the same way, you know, it's his, his probably we were talking about this the other day, Uh, with someone and it's kind of in the same way that like some people just get addicted to watching coronation street every single night of their life and that's (laughs) what they do um and you know that's detrimental in some ways uh for me this was detrimental in a way you know i had a mini stroke uh, i nearly had a couple of heart attacks i definitely nearly died a few times you know it's horrible But, um, but to long-windedly answer to your question, uh, I just wanted to precursor that because I really hate the trade, it's a terrible trade. Drug dealers out there that are, that are passing that stuff out, just please stop, it's, it's terrible. Um, but yeah, so it was cocaine and I basically, I just, I had one of those years, mate. I just, I had a year where just stuff sucked. It was a bit sucky. Um things weren't necessarily going right. And then a friend of a friend, he wasn't even a best friend, but he was best friends with a lot of my best friends. Uh, went off one day, never came back, found him hanging in a tree. Not me personally, but like, you know, it was it was all very sort of like close to home. And I was I was young <laughs> enough that it sort of, you know, really hurt, it was one of those. And at the same time, it sounds really like menial, but you know, when those things stack up and they compound, yeah. and they like, you know, a tiny little thing can break the, break the uh, straw that broke the camel's back. And um so I kind of like that happened. And then me and my uh, girlfriend at the time were like well on the rocks. Uh, and then my car, the head gasket went in my car. I was at a band practice and I came out and, and I'd, only, I'd forced myself to go to the band practice uh, after everything that had happened. And I just felt a bit crappy. And um, and I came out and got in the car and just it turned it on and it just went. <laughs> and I was just like, no! <laughs> you know, when it's just like the whole world crumbles down. And I went to a party that night and I had the, you know, the whole sort of like F it, whatever, I'll, I'll do, you know, I'll just, yeah. I, I just want to allow some steam. And I went to this party and I am literally that guy that you never meet that had one. And then a few days later was just on like a 200 quid a day uh, addiction. <laughs> and I definitely didn't have the money to pay for it. And the, the fight financially, um, it was crippling, uh, definitely nearly bankrupted myself as well but the financial part of it was the least worst part It is a terrible. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not comparing. I I never, I was never homeless. Um, I never sort of like, I'm, I'm definitely not comparing myself to people that have really, really, really struggled. I wasn't sex trafficked or anything like that. Um, but for about two years, I, I was completely, it was a demon and I was stuck. Um, the funniest thing was, I uh, say so it was funny. It wasn't funny at all. It just was really terrible. But um, the, the, one of the funniest things was I never I never really lied to anyone about it. I, I, I got on with my stuff, I still did my job. I was teaching at the college at the time uh, and I was getting, you know, I was getting kids good grades. Most of my students got firsts uh, on, on their courses and then degree courses and stuff like that but I was just screwing myself over. I was lying to myself constantly, mate, like, you know, just complete rubbish and, you know, trying to convince myself X when Y was happening. Um, And it was just, it was just terrible. It was, I would never wish it upon anyone. Uh, I couldn't stop it. You know, like I said, you probably won't be able to see, but this side of my face is just slightly further down. I'm pretty good looking, but, um, you know, so, so, so it gets rid of it. But, but no, I had like a little minor stroke and my like eyebrows dropped, you know, I've lost all the cartilage in the top of my nose. I, and, and I hate the stuff, it, you know, it's, it's really bad, but, um, but the weird thing is that I would, it's that classic kind of really obvious, uh, like cliche thing to say but i i wouldn't change it i i genuinely i think it did something where it made me pull my finger out and be like right i need to i need to sort something out here and now most of the work i do is kind of either charity work or it's it's trying to help people out that are either going through that or going through whatever form of mental health Uh, it got me into it got me into reading massively it got me into listening to podcasts massively uh, it got me into writing myself, it got me into, I run I run like a non-for-profit um, charity group for like uh, young entrepreneurs and, and sort of uh, uh, students and sort of young adolescents that struggle with school and struggle with, you know, home life and addictions and, you know, it might just be smoking, it might be that they've got no self-esteem, it might be that they've got no confidence, uh, but I do a lot of work with that kind of stuff. And, and I really think, I, I think it gave me my purpose. I know that sounds weird, but I definitely think yeah. that was the case. They, they have, how about you boys? Have you, have, you, have you had a sort of similar demon?
2: I've, I've never, so I'm one of those. I've never, I've never tried a cigarette. I've never touched anything like that.
1: Um, oh, AD, we were so cool for a while, man. Like, I'm I mean. <laughs> oh, no, that's get why, back to the that's why the beard is so strong. Look at this. <laughs> All my hair fell out a couple of years ago. <laughs>
2: No, it's, it's just yeah. I, I think I think with you, with your thing, yeah, it's like um, you know you often hear people say they they have to hit like hit rock bottom before they can actually get over something. Because a lot of people that have an addiction or they go through stuff, they then come out of it. They're doing well, then they slip back into it. They come out of it, and I think it's genuinely because they haven't been at the worst point, so they don't know that the effects they're having on that that taking something they, they, they don't fully understand the full effects he's having until they are mm. you know in the gutter at the bottom you but i so
0: can't do it sorry Eddie. well mate no i was just i was just gonna say i've got a friend going through it right now lee he's uh, cocaine cocaine addiction uh, mate, honestly, I'm
1: not, I'm not being that guy. If he wants to touch base, I will happily have a chat. Like, even if it's just a bit of like, I, I get it kind of thing. Feel free to pass in my details, not a problem.
0: No, no, probably will. Because, yeah, he's, <clears throat> he's sort of going through it at the minute. And, uh, you know, we've, we, we've had the interventions. We've had the conversations many, many times. And it's, it, you know, it, it always been started off as a... You probably see it yourself because you've been through it. But you started off with the casual, out, have a line. That's it. Then it turns into more than, you know, having a bag on your own. And then it yeah. turned into, you know, a Monday night on your own at home. Having at coke in the
1: morning. And yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah.
0: So, uh, thankfully, well, so he, he sort of rock bottom, sort of came re- very recently for him. um, Or we hope. And he's, Hopefully, you know he started to see a counselor now, and good, ho- good. you know hopefully he wants to get his life sorted out and get back on track. But it's horrible. It's horrible to see it. You know, it's sort because of you know the person who he, who it is was massively successful, always been very good at the job, and you see the difference in their career from sort of ten years ago to where they are now, and and then not only. Not only professionally, just the way they physically look, you know, it's it has a massive toll, massive effect on on life. So yeah, oh, it's,
2: you uh, can you can have the interventions, you can have the conversations, and it's only if that if that person's willing to take it on. They can say to your face, "Yeah, no, I'm good, I'm sorted, I'm fine." Leave them on their own for twenty seconds, and they're back in the toilet doing it. Or yeah, you know out of
0: milk? Do you know what my biggest problem with it was, Lee? And again, I don't know how, who, if anyone tried to help you or how you sort of came came about the intervention, but my, my, my issue with it is that you know, partners, parents, kids, best friends can all see that there's a problem. I can't ring or they can't ring and refer anybody. It has to be self-referral. And yeah. the biggest the biggest problem with addicts is that they don't know they're addic- they're addicted most of the time. So if you don't know you've got a problem, how are you going to self prefer? And I think that's, for me, that's one of the mentalist things that that that, that there is. Would
1: well, you know what Marco? Like the, the the interesting thing there is, and I, I can't speak for everyone. Uh, like I said to you earlier, I think I think there are definitely different rules for different people, and different things work for different people. The problem is, I, in, in, for, for me personally. It wasn't that I did. I knew I had a problem, but I was lying to myself. Just like yeah. that, I was just stitching myself up left, right, and centre. Like, and that, you know, deep down, if you, you could, if someone asked you and said, "Look, have you got a problem?" I'd have been like, "Yeah, I have," in my head, and just like, "No, mate, no, I'm fine." Like, you know, <laughs> and it's it's yeah. like, mate, you are both both of you are so right. You you, as soon as you try and get you can't get in someone's way with something like that because they need to sort it out and it's the same as anything else it's like you want you're really really unconfident and you want to ask someone out on a date no one else can you you can't pick that person up and go and put them down next to someone and then open their mouth and be like right start saying this stuff they have to do it themselves and you know if you exacerbate that kind of ideal then you get to the point where you're you know, you want to do a parachute jump, go and do a parachute jump. You want to learn to swim, learn to swim. You want to get off the drugs. You need to, like, you have to have that want and that kind of drive to be able to do it. And the thing is, as well, it's like a lot of people talk about the, you know, you are what you eat and you are who you hang around with, which I totally agree with. I, I really do. I think if um, I think with the best will in the world, um, you know, if you if you live in a crack den, there's going to be a point. It might take a day, a month, a year, but there will be a point when you're like, eh, OK, I could, you know, I've, I've been here long enough. I'm surrounded by people. We're yeah.
2: naturally influenced, aren't we? Even yeah. as, as children and and as adults. Because as adults, you think, "Nah, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to." Like you say, long enough. Try it. Just do this. You're just go and do that. You are influenced, unless you have the strongest of wills. Yeah. And 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 if you're chasing something, if you're chasing that dream, or you know you've got something in your head, then fair play. But that's what you need. You need that thing in your head. You know, oh, I, I love
0: that. I love the saying, "Show me, show me your five closest friends, or show you your future." Yeah, and yeah I love yeah. that because it's, it's okay, so, right? yeah, yeah, and it's like you know, I've been doing a lot of stuff around positive mental attitude and uh, motivational speaking, and watching loads of stuff on that recently. And there was one that said that you you'll on average you'll learn within five thousand pounds of all your closest friends. So if you want to earn, if you want to be a millionaire, hang around with millionaires. Oh, mate, absolutely. You, yeah. So it's just like, yeah, you are, you're in, you, like you said, Ada, you, you're heavily influenced by. It's you
2: follow, isn't it? It's, if you're hanging around with, like you said, if you're hanging around with six drug dealers, yeah, great. You're going to be loaded by the end of it because you're going to work for them. But that's, that's <laughs> not a life, is it? Like, what you're great. then passing that on. And if you hang around with successful people, or, or, let's take success out of it. Do you have around, hang around with happy, content people? You will be happy and content. Yeah, you know they, they yes, it's, tell- hard.
1: its hard, isn't it? It's hard to not to not feel a certain way if everything else is going like. I always think this about the media. It's one of my biggest problems with with anything like mainstream media, is I just feel that if that whole thing, if if everything on the news was just like, kid, you got this. You can do this. That thing you're thinking of, yeah, let's go. I got your back. This guy's got your back. That girl's got your back. We're cool. Like, th- like, let's just move on this. Like that thing that you're worried about, don't worry about it anymore. We got this. If you were surrounded by stuff like that, how good would the world be? Do you know what I mean? That'd yeah. just be lush, wouldn't it? That'd just be so good.
0: Yeah. we see You see it in work though, don't you? you, you all, we all know the, the, the mood hoovers that you have in your office, you know. Mood uh, Hoover. I love that. Yeah, you do. And they come in and you, you can tell they're in a bad mood and they're just going to bring everybody else around them down. And it's just, you just got to get, you, just, you have to rip the plaster off and get them out.
2: Yeah. And sometimes it's you that has to just go, I'm done with yeah. this. Mm. Well people find point.
1: that hard as well you know. Like that's a that's a, 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 this is something that um I I do a lot of this yeah, like with my mailing list and stuff like that and it's one of the questions that always gets asked and always gets dealt with is like mo- most of the people that care about you most and they want what's best for you and they love you to bits and they they they're not they're not against you they're not haters they're not trolls they're not you know they're not bad people they really care about you. But they're often the biggest cynics in your life and they're often the people that, they're that, that, you know, they've, they've been taught by the cynics in their life and they yeah. try and relay, relay that kind of stuff on you. Um, yeah. And and it's very hard to break away from this. It's, it's very hard to turn around and go, best friend, you suck for me. You're not very good for my yeah. mum yeah. and dad. You're, you're terrible for my mental health or, you know, sister or brother or whatever it is. Um, and that's a hard thing to walk away from, but I think sometimes you definitely do, you know, like you say, but both of you are completely bang honest. Like if, you know, surround yourself with millionaires, you're so much more likely to be a millionaire. At least you're going to learn something, right? Um, yeah. say, same with health, same with fitness, same with nutrition, same with like everything. Yeah. You've
2: yeah. got to, you've got to have that. We said earlier, the influence, but you've also got to have that knowledge. So you've got to be around those people that are knowledgeable in, in the fitness or nutrition to then really understand fitness and nutrition. Yeah. Otherwise, you can't go to Dr. Google because it will tell you all sorts of crap. But yeah. you've got you've got to educate. And there's a certain element that means you have to do something. You can't just go and say, right, that group of millionaires, I'm going to be their friend. Like, how are you going to be their friend? What are you going to do for them? Because you have to add value to somebody.
0: Yeah,
2: And <laughs> add value to a group. You can't just go, yeah, I'm here to learn and take all your money. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. <laughs> i don't
1: agree more man every because this is the other thing as well there's a lot of stuff that builds you up to be selfish and i think a lot of the time people don't understand they're being selfish um i actually it it sounds really really lame but i have a reminder that goes off on my phone every single day and it says stop being selfish and like it it is really soppy but i look at it and i'm like on what have i done today so far that i was probably not very yeah not selfless it wasn't the right thing and as soon as you start like like you say as soon as you start adding value as soon as you start doing things where you're like, I'm just going to do this because it's the right thing to do. I'm just trying to be a good person, you know, yeah. and like those those little sort of baby steps to be a little bit better every day. But everything's up against you, so it's, it's very easy to be like, right, that's mine. I want that. Yeah. I need that. I, I'm annoyed. You know, you're flicking through social media and you're like, oh my god, they got a promotion. I want a promotion. It's like, what the hell is wrong with you? Like, do you yeah. know they worked for that promotion? Jealousy, right. isn't but it? It's be one... happy for them, you know. Yeah. That like green eyed monster. It's yeah. yeah.
0: That's something we talk about a lot on this podcast. Is the way that <clears throat> the way that social media influences lives in a. It's not a positive way. It's it's a negative way, and the, the way that everyone looks at every because every, the way that everybody looks at every what everybody else has and thinks, oh, I want that. But the reality is, most of that isn't real.
1: Yep. Like, yeah, was, yeah you know it's
0: just they're just portray they're just showing you what they want to see you know they you know someone's wearing a nice blingy watch you, you don't know that they've cr- maxed out on the credit cards up to their yeah. eyeballs paying for it you yeah, know like 100. you see it on a on a friday night after payday if you're going out you go to all the nicest bars you know all the, you've got all the payday millionaires that are out splashing their cash champagne bottles and then they can't eat for the rest of the week you know I- yeah i used to be one of those guys so I, I see it like i used to be that guy when i when i was you know in my early 20s um earning good money and just whoa boom and then i've got i'm you know walking around like oliver twist for the next three weeks trying <laughs> to find some food
2: that's what they say, then they've said that he's a payday millionaire it's like um you live that weekend like iron man like John Stark that weekend, then by the end of it, you are Oliver Twist. You're asking people you're asking for handouts because yeah. it's having that, that self control. But I mean we've all done it at that age and some people unfortunately never grow out of it and never grow out of that mentality because they haven't surrounded themselves properly.
0: Do you know what though? Like that for me, this is this is going completely way off topic really, but like that for me that's the education system and schools, and um, because you don't learn in school how to but live. How no. to budget? How to manage money? You get, you get, you, you see it. You see these young kids that get money young. young. So the, the, the industry I'm in, recruitment. You know, I, I know one kid who's who's 21 last year earned 220 grand. Like who's teaching him how to not blow his money? Like he put an R, he put an LDR eight seventy grand. It's like, mate, no. No. what are you doing?
2: Thirty grand to fill it up and start it
0: up. 20. Yeah. Yeah, but who's teaching them? Nobody. Nobody teaches you how to live and, and go through life. You know, Pythagoras' theorem, have you ever used that?
1: Mate, so no. we were laughing about this the other day, right? The true story, absolutely true story. My business teacher at school had never run a business, and my PE teacher in high school was fat. <laughs> what the hell is going on? Like, I'm, I'm not even joking, though. Like, it's, it sounds funny on the page, but that's that, that's where you put your kids. Your kids mm-hmm. go there, and you don't see them for the whole day. And that's what right. they're doing, and that's that's who they're surrounded with, right? So it's like it's just like what the hell is going on? And you I think know, it covers, people, people, people Oh
2: sorry, go on. on. No, I was just gonna say I think it covers a lot of there's a lot of things wrong with the world nowadays which can be taught at a young age. It's simple yeah. from from racism, from business, from running, from health, from the importance of health. All of this stuff can be taught when you're learning how to build a birdhouse or bake a cake
1: yeah yeah, yeah, cool. Brilliant. Cake
2: yeah there, there's there's a little life skill but what about the rest of it how do i earn the money to bake it what if i want to turn that cake into a business what yeah. do i do there it, there's nothing mm.
0: similar, to what, similar to what you said there i watched a speech with a guy recently who went to harvard business school he he was told by the uh, tutor, tutor, professor, whatever they called over there, um, that he would never, he would never be successful in business. Now the, that that lecturer had never run a business, right? So, okay. But he te- he teaches business at Harvard, having never run a business. The guy then went on to run a hundred million dollar business, right?
1: right? I love that. <laughs> crazy. I love that so much. That's the motivation. Is what you need. Hundred percent. I had, a, I had a, one of my old mentors um, said to me, well, he really made me laugh with this, and he said. He said, "Your kid." He said, "Do you want him to um, do you want him to get A grades, B grades, C grades, D grades, E grades, or fail?" And I said, uh, "Honestly, I, I don't really care as long as he's happy." And he said, "That's kind of the right answer." He said, "The right answer is whatever one he puts the most effort in for." He said, "It doesn't matter yeah. if he fails as long as he puts the effort in." Yeah. And I was like, "That's that's insanely you know bang on point." Anyway, he turned around and then he said. Um, he said, "Yeah, the thing is, as well, all those A-grade students that turn up on time, they do their Monday to Friday. They all work for me now. That's it." He said, "I was that kid that was selling hustler out in the, but you know, it's like, and I'm not saying that that again. That's not right for everyone, and that's definitely not it. But you, it's very conditiony school, isn't it? It's very conditiony.
2: One hundred percent.
0: Conform, work. I mentioned this to you the other day, the AD, that you know, poor people work, million millionaires, rich people think." Very, yeah, it, like it, it, it's it's so true it's
1: so true um, yeah i mean oh sorry go on mate
0: no 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 go on.
1: no it's just yeah no it's, i think that my sort of last point on that i guess is like i really could I, I, obviously like i said earlier i was teaching for quite a while and I've, I've, i did paraphrase teaching in like primary schools um so where you teach like one-on-one kind of thing and they come out and i was just doing drum lessons and then that turned into like teaching um, high school and then I did a bit of college stuff and then I um, did that for quite a while and uh, really enjoyed it. And was doing a lot of lecturing and then um, sort of university and, and um, sort of master's degree and stuff like that. And then you know, nowadays I do like a bunch of keynote speeches and bits and pieces. Sorry, a little burpy, a little cheeky hiccup. <laughs> um, but, uh, but the thing is, it's like the, the one thing that rings true with all of it I'm, and, I, and I just see, see this everywhere, just constantly, and I, and I wish they taught it at school, is that thing where you have it in primary school where they say, what do you want to be when you're older? And literally you answer honestly with like, with no, there's no, there's no sort of disability there. There's no like, I can't, there's no, you know, the sky's literally the limit. And you answer with something like, I want to be a Power Ranger or I want to be a frigging Velociraptor or I want to be a wizard or whatever the hell it is. I want to be a ballet dancer, whatever it is. And then that's cool for a while. And you're like, I believe that I can literally do this. And then you get to the next school and they're like, no, nah, man, no, 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 that's not gonna work like, um, but plate tectonics, Pythagoras' theorem, check that out. You know, do this stuff that you don't understand that doesn't work for you, we'll test you for it. Even if you don't do that well in tests, you know, we don't care how much effort you have put in across the terms or each semester, we're just gonna test you. If you get the test wrong, then you suck. And you're going to feel yeah. bad about it. And then you're going to go home and you're going to feel rubbish. You're going to get anxious. Oh. Then you're going to probably end up smoking pot and getting a cocaine addiction. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> and it's like, that I, just, I just wish that there was that thing where it was, you know, or it was universal because it does happen, obviously. But I wish there was that thing where people were just like, what do you want to do? How can I help you? What Yeah, what can how, I do? how? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That was so yeah.
0: cool. Yeah, because you because you do it as an adult. Like, you know, you you, you go, I want to be a pilot right how do i become a pilot right you need to have this you need to get that you need to do this there is none of that as a as a kid like you say it's just like we'll just yeah we'll do these exams we'll test you and then you go to university i mean how many people go to university get a degree and never use it it
1: it's cost you so much money how many people are paying like thousands of pounds for a thing when they didn't get the job that they were expecting to get it's insanity Yeah.
0: yeah
2: yeah one of my friends he was at uni and he dropped out He was over here in uni and he dropped out, and he moved, moved to Edinburgh, and he was there for a couple of years. Then went back to uni. I said to him, "I thought I thought you hated uni." He said, "Yeah, but it doesn't cost here." I was like, "Hey, you're you're going far in life. Like that's well played, sir." <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, no. 100%, man. Lee, you mentioned, uh, look, I would be remiss to ask about this, being the Nobody Cares About Dad podcast. You mentioned that your partner has a, has a child, so you're a stepdad now?
1: Indeed, stepdad. Yeah. He's my boy, dude. He's 13 now, he's literally. I, you know those things when you're like, I'm, I'm not being biased at all? He's a little legend. She sorted him right out. I met, I met him when he was six. Um, yeah, and his mum had already whipped him into shape. Um, and I can I I've got so much kudos for this kid, right? So, basically, his um his dad and their family live in Norfolk. We're down in Brighton, so every other week he gets in the car with me. I drive him halfway there. His dad picks him up halfway. He spends the weekend there, and then on the Sunday he comes back the same way. That kid has clocked up more miles than a friggin' like you know Black Sabbath tribute band. Like he is he has been <laughs> on the road, like seriously he always smiles through it he's always positive I've, i honestly man i've never i've never had to raise my voice at him um you know his, his mum really really sorted him out and he's just a, yeah he's an absolute peach he's a good kid um but he's a 13 now i think i caught him masturbating for the first time the other day he Had his <laughs> arm stuck down the, i'm not even joking i have to be quiet because he's upstairs but i'm, I'm not i <laughs> well, we're masturbating.
0: not masturbating. well this is
1: it his mum never knocks and I've, I'm always like, you need to knock like, yeah, a, yeah. from 12 upwards, just knock regardless, whether you think it or not, just knock. And, um and yeah, so I knocked the other day, but it was, the, you know, the kind of like, yeah, and I didn't think quick enough. And I opened the door and was like, oh no, okay, right, <laughs> we're, we're, we're fine. So he's at that age, but he's decent. He's an absolute legend. How about
2: yeah. you
0: guys? I'd...
2: Um, so I've got a little boy, he's four. Nice. Um, he's, um, yeah, he's a, he's a little beast to be fair. He's a good lad. He's a happy little boy. Um, What's his name? Dexter.
1: Dexter, solid name. Good work, sir.
2: Yeah. Um, and then, so when I met my ex, she had a six-week-old baby. Um, ah. And we split 17, 18 months ago. So she's nearly, we'll be six in August. So I pretty much brought her up. Um, still That's see nice her most of the them. time um, on school runs or pickles and stuff. But yeah, it's. Um, I get so much time with my boy. Same time that's awesome i love that yeah.
1: yeah he's a good lad
0: yeah and i've got i've got a little boy uh who is free he was free in may uh called leonardo
1: oh mate you boys have got solid names for your kids <laughs> i didn't get to uh, name mine i would have gone like special response unit or something like that
0: but yeah no he's great he's you know first time obviously first time parents we, 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 me and tilly were sort of ad i mean we were parents around the same age so it was um game changer yeah yeah life certainly you know it's, it, it's a cliche isn't it and uh, but you know you'll know yourself Lee, moving into a family that's already uh, established is it, it is it's cha- it, it's changing it's it's life changing your, your whole outlook and your 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 responsibilities just changed instantly
1: you know what i don't get your i mean mate you're bang on the money the bit i don't get is you know when you hear of like bad parents and like where they where, you know they like they don't put in the time they don't do the school run they don't do the or whatever it is like you know they don't i don't understand that i, do, I don't understand how you could have uh, a child I um, am absolutely not and, and have anything other than complete love. And I've got your back, mate. Like I'm going to, yeah. whatever it takes, I'm going to yeah. do that. It's going to, sometimes it's going to really hurt me and I'm not going to be up for it, but I'm going to pull myself out. I'm going to do it anyway. I don't, I, I don't get that. I find that no. I, I really, you know, cause you were saying earlier as well and not to bring it up in that way, but like, you know, you were saying you didn't have a father figure as a kid, man, that's like fair play to your mum and fair play to you as well. Like, you know, that's, that's hard, mate. Like surely. Yeah. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, no, it, I mean, she had, she had four, there was four of us. So, you know, um, so there was me with my dad and then she had a, a, a partner who where, but had my two sisters and a brother through and he left uh, when they were, I don't know, my oldest was five maybe. So for most, and my, my oldest sister's now 32. So for most of most of the life, it's, there's never been anyone, anyone around. So it's, fair, yeah. Fair it's,
1: play to your mum, mate, like one absolute saint.
0: Yeah, I mean, raising one is challenging. <laughs> raising four, <laughs> yeah. no,
2: it's mad in it. That, we, that's what we always joke and say like, um, you know, like with mommy's boys and things. Because my mom, my mom was the same. She had there was. I've got two sisters. Um, my stepdad came on the scene. <coughs> I think I was about nine. I think I was about eight, nine or ten. I think around about then, but. I, I, I absolutely adore him. And it's probably the same relationship you've got, Lee, with your, your stepson, you know.
1: I hope so. I hope it's, so.
2: Um, he, he sort of took over. After I sort of stopped thinking I was still the man in the house at such a young age, but I had to be. Um, you know, I just, yeah, absolutely. He's my absolute idol. Like, I've said to him before, if I could parent half as good as he did for me, then I'd won. Because, yeah, he did everything. everything. And to take on somebody else's children, not just one, but three. And just do treat us all the same with love, respect. Uh, Yeah, Oh, mate, that's honestly
1: that is. Yeah, you're making me go funny. That's fair play, boys. Like I love that. I love that so much. Yeah,
2: it's good. And that is the most rewarding thing.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Like, and you do like the thing is because you there's I was I was reading a book the other day. I, I literally can't remember which one, but there was a sentence in it that proper you know proper got me. And it was that it was um, I won't get it completely right, but the idea was that you know, you've you've got a million friends, friends can do whatever they want, but you get you get one parent, maybe two if you're lucky, maybe three if you've got step parents or four, but that th- you only get those ones. And like it's that thing where they're like, you know, that's that stuff where they're like brush your teeth and you know that you don't want to tell them to brush their teeth because you know that they're like, I don't want to brush my teeth, dude. Like yeah. stop telling me to brush my teeth. And you do it because you know that twenty years down the line they're like, "Mate, I'm. Thank you so much for being a dick to me when I was a kid and making me brush my teeth <laughs> because they haven't all fallen out. You know that kind of stuff. And yeah. I just, yeah, I love that. Oh man, bless you guys. That's awesome.
0: Um Lee, I I'm actually really enjoying the chat, but I, I've got to cut it off. Do um, we've Mate, got another podcast? we've got another podcast eight i'm not gonna lie um but look mate look, I've, I've really enjoyed this mate. So i'd actually love to get you on again at some point just to have another another chat if you're happy to sort of come on and yeah, definitely. Have, have another I chat always, with
1: look, I, t- I tell you what i can do i can do a little cheat well if you're up for it if i'm not inviting myself i'm actually up in manny in like two or three weeks time um so if you're up for a quick uh quick um coffee or a pint or something i'll definitely catch up with you in person but yeah mate i'd always always be up for coming back on thank you so much for having me i like you boys yeah
0: no appreciate it appreciate it and like we said look we just we're just enjoying meeting different people uh how, how, telling different stories having different conversations getting other people's perspective on things and uh, let send me i'll I'll, say, I'll put a link to the book in in the podcast as well so people can people can find it um, yeah that's
1: um, man. i mean to be fair if, if you want like i can um if you've got any listeners that are happy reading digital copies then i'll send them out for free just um just give me an oh, amazing link um, no worries at all. But yeah, mate, honestly, I really, really love what you guys are doing. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. No, yeah,
2: thank you for your time. And, uh, Sorry for being late, <laughs> mate. Never apologise. No,
1: man, you were doing the right. You were doing the father thing. You smashed it. You yeah. did the right thing. I better go untie him now. <laughs> mate, I, hope, I hope that your um, yeah, I hope that your next guest isn't quite as handsome as me. But in
0: general, no. Well, do you know what? It's uh, we, we've actually got. We're actually going live for this next one. It's on. It's on Facebook or YouTube. If you if you want to tune in, you can do. Uh, right. But it's <laughs> it's we it's actually about um, racism in football. This podcast, okay. and obviously. Well, obviously what's happened these last couple of days, but the guest with the guest that's coming on was is actually a football manager in the lower leagues who oh, was racially God. abused by fans and ended up in court and oh, so yeah good. it's a really topical. Yeah, very uh, topical. Thing to talk about at the moment.
1: Ah, oh, fair man. Well, let, let me get off so that you've got time to sort that out. But thank you so much. Um, and yeah, I keep in touch, mate. Give me a holler. Yeah, yeah. brilliant. Right. Thanks, Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. Cheers, Marco. Appreciate good it. Thank you. All right.